0: I I'd, if you, the, the more people that flock to it now is basically, it's almost like with Nigel Farage. You hmm. just don't want to give him the oxygen of oxygen. No. Because I just don't just want to give him oxygen, it. Tom. Neither do I. Yeah. <laughs> motherfucker. The frog faced fuck. And welcome to the Too Much Time On Our Hands podcast. If you're joining us on YouTube, then you're seeing a blank screen because we're not on YouTube
1: right now. It's weird if you're joining us on YouTube because we didn't put this on YouTube.
0: Yeah. Who put this on YouTube? (laughs) Although what we might do is basically set this whole podcast to just like video images of my testicles Mm. just slowly rotating towards the camera and back and uh you know set to um no more i love yous
1: <laughs> i think no i think
0: I love you. throughout
1: the duration of the podcast we'll put the whole we'll put the podcast up <laughs> and then we'll um then what it will be is it will be like really close up and you yeah. won't be able to see what it is and about halfway through the pod you'll just go oh yeah look that's tom's nuts
0: yes yeah (laughs) there is it's just like it's basically zoomed so far in on the smoothest part of my ball bag (laughs) and just very 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 gently suddenly like you know the end the edge of a hair appears like oh what's that that's an interesting detail and then just Uh, eventually it's it's a oh oh, oh, there it is yeah (laughs) or it just slowly retracts in the cold over the, the course like just yeah anyway oh. so yeah Um, if you're okay so I'll go again I'll, I won't do we could uh, no no.
1: I'll go, no go for it it's again. fine this is all we'll getting get left it. in I can't be bothered <laughs> uh,
0: so as you might have heard or might have guessed there's only two voices today so we're not the classic threesome we're not the awesome foursome we are uh, the sort of as we would say the intermediate twosome mm. yeah. um, in the podcast history we started with three we went down to two, we went back to three, and then we went up to four. So we're the intermediate <clears throat> twosome. Yeah. Uh, of course, I am here with Dan. Oh, Hello, I'm, Dan.
1: Hey. And I
0: am Tom. Hello, I am Tom. I'm acting like we're doing the live stream. So I know. I used to it's wave really weird because we can see each other.
1: And that, that, that's, that's all it really takes. Um, Absolutely. Course, um, Duncan is um, busy doing something with seaweed, probably.
0: Of course, always.
1: Russ is preparing a kid's birthday party, I believe. And this time... It's his own kid. So, like, fair play, Russ.
0: Yeah, fair play, Russ. <laughs> yeah. Well done. Yeah, well done. Well done. <laughs> We've all got to turn corners at some point, <laughs> haven't
1: we? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well you've got to hang up the coat with the weather's Originals in at some point.
0: <laughs> yeah. The, what was that from Phone Shop? Phone I call them non-snuggets,
1: Pellets.
0: <laughs> Peno Pellets. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway, so, uh, all <laughs> the levity aside, we're going to talk about something very sad which is, of course, The Last of Us Part Two.
1: I pull the sad face um, once again, thinking that people could see it.
0: <laughs> absolutely. Um, now, I think it's probably fair to say, Dan, having both played it and uh, mm. having both played the uh, original Last of Us as well, uh, and also the expansion. Mm. I believe you must have played the expansion uh, yes, left Indeed. behind as well. Yeah. Yep. Um, we are sort of quite well versed in it, uh, in the in the lore, in the characters, and, and everything that's gone on. So. We wanted to talk about this for a long time because Dan and I are the only ones in the group, the awesome force, and I actually have a P have PS4s and yeah. are able to play this game.
1: Yeah, like begrudgingly play the PS4. I, I mean I hate myself every time I turn it on, but there I am just playing it, going, God, I hate you, but I'm enjoying this. <laughs> and I hate that makes me hate you more.
0: <laughs> so this is this is one of the first questions. Like people like a lot of the critics of Last of Us Two mm. have said that it is while it is a fantastic game very well characterized very well written you know all the stuff that Naughty Mm. Dog don't get points for anymore uh you know being good writers being good game designers all that sort Mm. of stuff um is that it's not one of those games that you walk away from kind of going oh boy what a feel-good story you know like did you enjoy enjoy as in like when you were playing the story were you like oh my god this is like this is the best thing ever like you know i mean when you were playing it did
1: you enjoy it i enjoyed the first one let's start there so i i I did enjoy the playing the first one um and that is despite the fact that it's still quite a dreary depressing game yes i did i did genuinely enjoy it. and i think part of it was because uh the, the mechanics of the game were pretty original mm-hmm. uh what you were doing like you genuinely felt like you had to it wasn't you're either creeping or you're walking. You had to creep at a particular speed to not be spotted by the zombies. Um and that that appealed to me. Uh and I, I'd spent far too long just going out of my way trying not to alert anyone. Um and, and really enjoying really enjoying it. So then when the second one comes round, um I I bumped it straight down to easy. I, 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 I wanted. I was, I was kind of in on the story because the end. The first one ends with such a twist, mm. that you kind of want to just. Well, I want to know more about these people now. I want to keep knowing. What's going just, on, but just
0: before we go any further, when we say, Oh, spoilers, twist, by the way, I was gonna say, Yes, s- big, big spoiler alert because we will discuss the twist, we will discuss yeah. that because they're all that is a big, major hinging point for the yeah. second
1: part. 100%, we're gonna spoil all of this, so yeah. Um, and then there's the shocking moment which we'll get into it's obviously I still don't want to say it. That's what's weird. There's, there's a shocking moment and then saying
0: it makes it real.
1: (laughs) Um, I I was less attached to Joel than a lot of people were. And I've got a theory on that that we'll get to later. Um, but, um, then it, it, then when you're first going through Seattle, I was like, this is cool. It's open world. Last of us. I can just break into a shop, kill a few zombies, do something cool in the shop. Pick something up. Go do something else. Cross it off from your map, which I thought was a really nice touch as well. Yeah, I love
0: that. Love that, especially mm. watching Ellie physically cross stuff off the map. Yeah, sublime.
1: And then it got to day two. And I'm like, this is a lot. <laughs> like, and then, so then it got to day two, and then it got to day three. And I'm like, okay, this 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 is this is taking longer than I thought it would to to kind of like, as as fun as it was. Like, all those things, if you want to stand a decent chance of getting through the next chunk. Ammunition, for example, is hard to come by. Uh, uh, resources are hard to come by to, to um, max out your guns. So you need to go do these things. You need to find find all these little things. And that's time-consuming. Um, and as, as the game went on, I started thinking, would I prefer this if it was a TV series? And would I be more into it if, I was a t- if it was a TV series? Now, then some other shocking stuff happens, and I'm like, okay, I'm back in. I'm back into it. And then it completely changes, and that chunk of the game I enjoyed much more. Um, just, I, I... It was nicer trying to be the saviour than the person at going out for revenge, if that makes any sense. Like, it was nicer. No, even though you know what's going to happen like when you get to the end of that story, it was nicer being the person that's trying to save someone else's life rather than i'm going there and i'm going to kill this person um i enjoyed despite that despite
0: the fact that that person is the person that puts the other person on the path for revenge
1: yeah 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 and and that's that was a nice twist because i didn't ever think i'd feel any kind of sympathy for her whatsoever mm. but i definitely did um and it, it it was even it wasn't even about the fact that joel had killed her dad it was It was more about um that, that like she was trying to figure out what where she's what she's doing, like what she believes in, she's trying to figure out where she's going in life in general um, in a world that is just ruthless, ruthlessly unforgiving. She just wants to let a guard down for five minutes, and as soon as she does, it ends very, very badly. all the while her, her best friend slash person that she's in love with is going ever more off the rails
0: funnily enough Mm -hmm. i i disagree with uh, with uh, with the idea that owen is going off the rails if anything i believe owen is returning to the yes i I described that
1: described it badly you're absolutely right yeah because
0: i mean i i personally loved Mm -hmm. the idea and the motivations Mm -hmm. of the fireflies yeah um you know when you're trapped in the darkness look to the light yeah you know, or look for the light. Is it yeah. look for the light? It's almost hunt for, or so yeah, something like that. It's look for the light, isn't it? You know, and, and even Owen, you know, during Last of Us Two, says a few times, "I think I just stopped looking for the light." Mm. Um, you know, and Abby's character, I believe, is very much a character driven by stopping looking for the light after a death after the death of her father mm. at the hands of Joel, obviously, yeah. to save Ellie's life because, mm. of course, her immunity to the cordyceps fungus mm. uh, zombification thing um, would have uh, the operation to remove or to, the operation to remove the growth from her brain that hasn't spread
1: yeah.
0: would kill her but would allow the fireflies they believe to create mm. a vaccine um sorry just i'm just trying to explain it in case anyone hasn't seen it yeah, yeah, yeah. um no it hasn't played it and is wanting spoilers um abby's father is the surgeon who joel kills at the end of the first game to ensure that she, Ellie, does not die. Moments after that, we, we discover in the second game, Abby, the surgeon's daughter, walks in on this and finds her father murdered and is eventually the person who comes back in the beginning of the second game and kills Joel. By the way, I, motiv-
1: I love that moment when she kills Joel. Like, and I, <sighs> I mean, it's gut-wrenching, but it's, you do not see it
0: coming. No, but I, I feel that Abby... The, the reason that Abby and all of the Salt Lake crew, mm. i.e. the people who were former fireflies, because basically Joel kills mm. pretty much everyone. Yeah, he doesn't he he just kill this one doctor. No, he fucking massacres yeah. people at this hospital. Firefly after yeah. firefly after firefly falls to, to Joel's weapons, mm. knives, fists, whatever. Um, She stops looking for the light as soon as her father dies. Yeah. And she is literally driven. And you can see, even through the most beautiful moments of the flashbacks in uh, in Abby's part when they go to Mm. the aquarium, her and Owen kiss and it's Mm. a lovely moment, but she pulls away to say that she's just, you know, had a a lead of of where Mm. these people might be. And that is what's motivating her. She stopped looking for the light and she is on the path to darkness, which is one of the reasons why I believe that the Salt Lake crew, former Fireflies joined Mm. the WLF because the WLF's brutal takeover of Seattle uh, from FEDRA, which is the sort of government agency, mm. um, and their brutal torture tactics and, and you know, making examples of people and shooting trespassers and non-members of their group, mm. I believe is is almost um, cathartic for these people who's you know, th- their former fireflies, all of their friends have been killed apart from mm. their little group. They're, they're out for blood. And this group is saying, well, come here and be soldiers. And we're fighting these guys called the Seraphites and, mm. you know, uh, or Seraphims and, you know, just go ahead, kill, kill, kill. Mm. You know, and Abby transforms physically from meek and mild to a muscle bound mm. soldier um i believe because she stopped looking for the light And actually it's those 3 days meeting lev and, and all that kind of stuff that begins to and put her on the same path that owen is on she's thinking
1: for herself like at that point she she's, she is um uh, she she is one with the w the wolves hmm. and um just assumes that the, the scars they are the bad guy there's there's absolutely no way that there could be this, any scars that are good guys like there's absolutely no way that that any of um the people from Jackson could be good guys as well. Although she doesn't to be fair, she obviously spares Ellie. So she, she And Tommy and Tommy, yeah. Um but the the further it goes on the more it's like the scars are the bad guys, to the point where the leader pretty much is needlessly going to going to assault the Scars Island. Yeah, and it's only when she 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 spent time with with Lev that it's like, well, this is this is the wrong thing to do. <clears throat> Which is, by the way, one of my favorite moments in the game. I'm kind of skipping about all over the place, but um, the the bit when you're in the middle of that fight between the wolves and the the, the scars is just amazing.
0: Yeah, where well, it's after like that's invasion. Yeah. Even though they've managed to burn quite a lot of the Seraphites, um villages mm. to the ground the seraphites are pushing their invasion uh, pushing the wlf invasion off the island
1: yeah
0: and it's it is it's utterly needless like isaac isaac talks isaac the leader of the wlf talks about this assault as in like you know he said he, he says to abby when she goes back to the to the the, effort, the forward operating base mm. for the first time in day one he says like you know we can't wait any longer we have to do this and actually if you think about it think about it really hard. Mm in that situation in the post-apocalypse 25 years down the line from this massive infectious outbreak mm. and these tribes are warring and yes, they have the odd skirmish. Like, is that a vital thing to do to sacrifice more people's lives mm. to push a bunch of other people off an Island? Like, you know, and, and we different. know yeah. and we know that there was a truce. Yeah. We know that there was a truce between the WLFs and the, the WLF and the Seraphites that broke down. Yeah. Um, at when the prophet, the Seraphite's prophet died, and basically any control that she might have exerted on their side was suddenly busted mm. away. And it turns out that it was the WLF that turned on the Seraphites. Because um, Isaac thought with the death of the prophet, he could take advantage of it.
1: I love how it did that as well. I love that it kind of... Up until then, this was Ellie's story, right, Ellie and Joel's story, and they're going through things and you're seeing elements of the world, but you're not really seeing the whole picture outside of the fireflies. Um, so you've got the fireflies, you've got the bit with the cannibals in the first one as well. But it's still very much, this is only things that are affecting them and we're seeing that. In this one, it branches out. One of the, I mean, When you get to play Abbey, it's surprising, but it's awesome. I really, really like that it did that. Mm. And it branches out into, right, so this is what's happening in Seattle. This is what the picture is in this whole city. You've got the wolves, you had Fedra, the wolves took over from Fedra, and now you've got the Scars who are um, attacking the wolves. Uh, they are they have their own religious beliefs, which are pretty dated, let's be honest, um, but not necessarily the bad guy here. And it's just like, well, this we're getting this bigger picture, and it almost sets it up quite nicely for whatever they do next. So they, they could just take two... Or one completely new character and go right, well, you know the world, you know what's going on in the world here's Bob, okay, Bob's going through this, Bob's in Chicago, um, and here's what's happening in Chicago, and we know we're so we're so au fait with the world now that it's they could do that it doesn't the next game doesn't need Ellie it'll be nice, but it doesn't need Ellie it doesn't need Abby but but once again i'd like to see what happened to abby and lev after the end but um, mm. but you could just say what well, uh, this is this is uh, uh, an interesting world and uh, and we can do pretty much anything we want with it uh, with the next game
0: do you know what? it is <laughs> it is unequivocally one of my favorite mm. game worlds yeah um you know not not because of all the the, the bleakness <clears throat> but because of how utterly fantastically realised mm. it is. Um, there is nothing more fantastic because, I mean, I've, I've spoken before about my, my fervent belief in games as art oh. and, you know, a game like The Last of Us Part II really does bring that home. When you see the ruin of America, or at mm. least the parts of America that we get to see in The Last of Us games, they are incredible familiar looking streets yeah overgrown with leaves and weed and filled with rusted cars with rotten tires and uh busted down shops you know with back rooms and things are where things are where they should be toilet mm. toilets still with rotting toilet rolls you know stacked as i stack mine at home you yeah. know like on top of cupboards and, and things like that you know everything is everything is incredibly well done um you know nothing really feels out of place and 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 there are, there are actually entire sections of the game that you walk through quite Why? quickly. But if you stop for a second, you'll see just how unbelievably detailed yeah. they, they truly are. Um, one of the most amazing set pieces in the whole of Last of Us 2 hmm. is when Abby and Lev are making their way. First of all, they go up the skyscraper all the way to oh, the very top. Oh, my God, that's brilliant. And they yeah. go across into that hotel Working your way back down the hotel on the other side mm. is um, is one of is one of the best game experiences I've had in the last decade. Yeah. It was it was so scary and exhilarating with this almost you know it was a very it felt very vertical and you were sort yeah. of moving down, jumping from room to room, and it felt a bit like um, the Aperture Science uh, Enrichment Center, like yeah. you know with that that sort of verticality. Of it, it felt very, very deep and very high, and you were sort of—it almost felt like you'd gone to the top of the world, and you were now sinking back down to the to the depths.
1: Well, it made it feel huge as well. That was the other oh, thing. Oh, it did. It made it feel like that this this whole world was was absolutely massive, um, like bigger than it is. Yes, to be fair, and and to be fair, the game does a pretty good job of that most of the time. But this this one element of like you're going through an area you would never expect to go through um and 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 you can cover quite a lot of ground by not showing very much but it yeah it feels absolutely massive like you feel like you've crossed the city basically you do um and you start thinking about well who built this in the first place and you start going through all this stuff and they t- lev mentions it but you start like well this is what a great like this this unreal idea that they want to avoid the wolves so they set up this thing just like goes from skyscraper to skyscraper pretty much to cut across the city
0: almost almost like they set it up with the intention not just to avoid them but almost to completely separate themselves from them like you know we'll we'll let them have the lower levels we'll 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 live in the sky live in a completely
1: different world at the same time as living in exactly the same world yeah
0: it does it does feel strange when you're at the very top and there's barely any infected whatsoever it does it does feel like it's like actually almost abby it's it's almost a um a, you know almost a metaphor for abby when she's with lev she's on top yeah. of the sky you know and as she's beginning to sink back down to everyone else's level she goes through that horrible the horrible experiences of that hotel and yeah. right to the depths of the hospital which yeah. Was one of the best boss fights I've had in a while because it was straight up horror. It was that yeah. was straight up horror, man. The Rat King is a fucking horrible, horrible thing, and plays into the lore really well.
1: Yeah, so it's, I love the idea of it's like this is Ground Zero, and we've not yeah. we've not been there, we've not even tried to get in there because we know that this is something we don't want to deal with. What a great the idea, idea! The idea yeah. being
0: that the Rat King is the first people yeah. infected with cordyceps yeah. uh, in Seattle. And that was, it was all shut off and all the lower levels have been completely uh, ignored. And yeah. for 25 years, these things have been roaming around down there in a room so full of spores yeah. that they've, they've effectively
1: kind of, yeah, <laughs> melded together.
0: Thing, yeah. Got but then, uh, <laughs> yeah. then just when you think you fucking completed the bloody thing yeah. and killed it, That other little section of it that breaks off and turns into like a super stalker. Yeah. Um, you have to fucking finish that off as well. By the
1: way, new in terms of new bad guys, the ones that can appear around the corner and then disappear—they are. Oh no! So,
0: so stalkers. So, so stalkers Mm. were in the first game. Oh, were they? But they were nowhere near as uh, well done as they are in the second one. In the first one, they just hit yeah and they, they didn't do the creepy yeah. looking for you and stuff which i find terrifying but me
1: too there's something when weird you, about, when you sort yeah. of look
0: over and you're like you look over to like by a, a yeah. pushed over vending machine yeah and you're you're like i'm sure i just saw a head
1: yeah and you're like, like i know i'm walking into a trap but i'm gonna still keep going
0: yeah, yeah. and you can't hear them like yeah. you know see them hear them yeah you know you can't use the listening on them unless they're moving around like yeah and they don't respond either in the same way that clickers do. If you throw throw a brick or a glass or mm. something like that, they don't go for it because yeah. they're too interested. They're like, I saw you throw that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> do you think I'm some kind of dick?
0: <laughs> yeah, I ain't going for that shit. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, I, yeah, they're fantastic. But yeah, that, that whole, you're right, it's pure horror. Going through like an abandoned hospital where that no one has been in, for 25 years 25 years and like you're having to like start up generators to open doors and doors opening when you're not in the room as well Yeah. like the the, the ultimate kind of like horror game trope going right this door's got to open but to get this door open i've got to go to another room to power it and by the time i get back i know this door is going to be open and i know i'm not going to want to go through it
0: no exactly and i know that i can can, can already tell that there are like three to four clickers yeah behind that and i mean you know clicker as a as a even though it's like you know in the first game clickers are the lethal thing you don't want to get caught by and every now and then you run into a bloater in the second game they're just because clickers are rarely on their own clickers are often with runners and sometimes stalkers oftentimes like now as well shamblers the ones with all the acidic stuff that they throw oh, at you they're
1: amazing as well yeah.
0: um they, they were a really good addition actually i'm um, i i was a bit worried actually when when i sort of had read some previous stuff say oh there's new enemy types you know sort of bloater like the bloater like shambler i thought hmm. oh come on let's not just use <clears throat> reskins but actually the the caustic acidy sensation and also the fact that they're not something that well there's something that the guys in seattle seem to be quite familiar with they know what shamblers are whereas anyone outside of Seattle doesn't really seem to kind of, they've never encountered one before. Um, You know, apparently Neil Druckmann said that it's water. Because of the abundance of water in the Seattle area, shamblers are a mutation of the cordyceps virus adapting to a water-filled environment. And a shambler is a sort of a result of that. You know, so basically 10 years of infection results in a bloater Mm. 10 years of infection in Seattle with all the water results in a shambler.
1: Uh, that's really interesting.
0: In you, eh? I, I, I like that. And I like that they they actually thought about it mm. to that sort of level. It's not just a cool new enemy, that is also quite scary. Mm. It's actually, uh, it's, a, it's a product of its environment, which is also another metaphor for people like Ellie and mm. Joel and Abby and anyone you meet, they're a product of their environment.
1: The, the game also, as I say before, it, it feels really big. Like, it is it is a big game, but it, it feels massive. Like, even when you're, like, heading towards the aquarium and you're, like, you're having to move around, like, giant, like, car parks and, and stuff. Like, it just feels huge.
0: Yeah.
1: Really, really good. The bit with the sniper. And the sniper's obviously Tommy.
0: Yeah. yeah. See, now that yeah. is a, a, a I've got to say, interesting <clears throat> interesting subversion. Mm. Um. Twice the game makes you play against the mm. people that you've become uh, comfortable with referring to as the good guys. Yeah. You end up fighting against Tommy and mm. you end up fighting against Ellie as yeah. well in other people's shoes, um, which always feels wrong. Yeah. Uh, but it's a very nice subversion. I really enjoyed that um, pursuit of Tommy through, yeah. the, through the airport. I really enjoyed that.
1: That was really, really cool. Yeah, yeah. Just, just in general, that was awesome, and and um, <clears throat> it's a bleak game, but it's, it's just so well done that it just kind of keeps you wanting to play.
0: Characters pay a very high price for the choices they make.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, definitely, yeah, like all of them do. Like no one comes out of this unscathed.
0: No. Um, I mean, Joel at the beginning obviously pays the ultimate price. Yeah. For his incredibly questionable choice because it isn't, you know, it isn't black and white. I mean, if we, if we're, if we're putting ourselves into the Mm. shoes of fervent Joel and Ellie fans, then Joel saving her life Mm. at the expense of potentially creating a vaccine, Mm. you know, is one thing. The fact that he massacres the better parts of a militia group, to do that including a defence surgeon and if you're a complete bastard two nurses as well yeah. um the fact that he kills all those people as well to do that is you know another questionable bit of fuel on the fire that he makes a life for ellie mm. and himself afterwards in a safe place and only wants to protect her um you know makes you know again it's another questionable thing is it the right thing to do but you know, because we love them. Yes, Mm. it is. When finally the chickens come home to roost for Joel, who is a man who we know in the decades before he met Ellie, killed, murdered, treated people, was a hunter at one point. You know, we know that he did awful things, killed, tortured, just to survive. Um, He pays the ultimate price for almost everything he's done. He pays the ultimate price. He gets killed by the by Abby, who is actually only one person that deserves her revenge on Joel. Mm. She's one person, yeah. and the thing the thing is, it makes her less special. <clears throat> she's not. She's not special. She just happens to be another person that Joel has fucked mm. over in a very long line of people that he's fucked over. But
1: she she's the one that's got the that's got the, uh, she feels inspired enough to actually carry that with her as well.
0: She's the one that I think it's because, I think it's because her dad made such a big song and dance oh. about, and he wasn't even sure, you know, and her father wasn't even sure that Ellie's immunity would, yeah. would be able to tell him anything anyway. Um But he was the earth's best shot, apparently. Yeah. or at least he was the firefly's best shot. So she was always led to believe that you know Ellie was this amazing individual that needed to be found to carry out her father's work. Mm. But again I say she's not special like there are so many other people that Joel has killed parents of people you that look at could the,
1: the, the rest of the, the the group that that go go after him. They they all think he's a piece of shit. <laughs> I mean, that's only uh, yeah,
0: but it's because they're all ex-fireflies.
1: Exactly, because he
0: he destroyed their way of life.
1: You know, and not only destroyed their way of life, he destroyed a potential future without those issues. He took that away to them, for them, and like you know, as an insular story, you can you can see why he did it. You can understand why he did it because in in his head, he's been given a second chance to 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 uh, not necessarily save his daughter, but save someone that he's grown very close to in this instance, knowing that his daughter died. Um, and he is going to do whatever it takes to protect her. And that that kind of makes sense to me. It's weird, warped Batman logic.
0: Joel says mm. to Ellie at yeah. the end, at the time yeah. when you're trying to survive, yeah. the best way to survive is to fight for something. And if yeah. that thing isn't around, you yeah. find something else to fight for. Yeah. And so Joel has replaced <clears throat> and Joel is effectively saying I had nearly given up hope. And when Tess gets killed at the very beginning of the first yeah. game his reason to live and to fight was was done. Mm. But he's grown to love Ellie and he will f- he will survive by fighting for her because yeah. he needs her. He needs to have something to fight for to live. And so Ellie is unfortunately a victim of that. You know, I mean, look, I genuinely believe he robbed Ellie. He robs mm. Ellie of the meaning she absolutely craves in life. She craves, mm. she, she doesn't want to be alone and she wants her life to have meaning. And yeah. knowing that she's immune and knowing that she might be the secret to, to ending the, the tragedy that's before them, the world mm. might be her way of gaining some meaning and ensuring that she'll have some legacy yeah um so there are so there are more than just i mean you know maybe even ellie's got a reason to want to kill joel maybe Uh,
1: yeah until like let's not beat around the bush the reason that one of the main reasons she wants revenge on joel is because she feels guilty about never forgiving him
0: not getting the chance to, because yeah. she was already coming round, wasn't she? They—they'd literally the the night that it all happens oh. was the night they were going to spend together having yeah. a movie night, and he instead he gets tortured and bludgeoned to yeah. death.
1: Yeah, and and that's and I'm doesn't say that, a
0: word while it happens, and I'm not, dies without yeah. a word.
1: I'm not saying that um, it, it, she she wouldn't feel that if that wasn't their relationship, but it, it, there is like an element of guilt that she feels like somehow she's got to make up for it. And and that feels like the most obvious way. Like yeah. up until then, she's managed to avoid this world of, of human on human violence. There's still violence. They're still killing, killing the zombies. Um, but, <clears throat> but uh, up until, uh, but at that point, She's kind of thrown back into this world of, right. Okay. Well, I've experienced these shitty humans before. I've experienced humans that tried to eat me. And now I'm, I'm going to go find the, find them and kill them because outside of this civilized community, that's what the world's like. And I need to go and make sure this doesn't happen, basically. And then she convinces Tommy that this is all a good idea.
0: Mm.
1: And then later on, Tommy's the one that's like, you promised me. Yeah. Cause he, she kind of drags Tommy into this.
0: I was going to say Tommy, yeah. Tommy actually in that, in that yeah. section where he comes back yeah. to the farm that Ellie and Dina are living yeah. on. He does. He, I mean, he's now a, a bitter yeah. man who can't walk properly and can't see out of one yeah. of his eyes because of the revenge mission that Ellie convinced mm. him to go on. So he's probably, feeling. You know, that's why he's so fucked yeah. off with her when she says no. Mm. He's just like you said. She, I'll make you. You said mm. to me, Tommy, I'll make her pay.
1: Yeah.
0: What a joke.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, and that's that's the thing that festers in her head. But of course, Ellie by this point is suffering from post traumatic stress yeah. disorder, like incredibly badly. Yeah. Um, which, as well, is done very well. It feels like a uh, maddening rush of guilt mm. and sin and feeling unclean with the things that you've had to do, but. Ellie is so driven to it; she she stoops to some real depths.
1: So, um, and and I mean, the the biggest depth she she stoops to, she potentially wouldn't have if she'd have known. Which is when she uh, she kills the pregnant lady. Yeah, like she didn't know that would would be. Yes, like I'm I'm all for Ellie's kind of a piece of shit in this game, but at the same time, that she didn't really know, and. And through most of the, the, the start, you're like, yeah, I'm going to go in. I'm going to kill them all. I'm going to go and kill them. And as it goes on further and further, you're like, these are just people. I don't really want to be killing them. And if, if I have one criticism of the game, it's that I would like a version of the game. And this is never going to happen. And I understand why. It's because because someone had a vision for the game and that, that's how that's how the game should be. But I would love to play a version of the game where maybe you don't kill them. Maybe you don't kill everyone. Maybe you, you you suddenly start maybe there's there's elements of guilt like slowly beginning to creep into the back of your head and you don't kill them all. Simply because it's not wonderful to feel like an absolute piece of shit that wouldn't do half this stuff half the time. Like uh when Lady Knight the Brave talks about it, she's um, she mentions about how like sometimes you'll have um uh, characters that will beg for their life not characters just like uh, npcs that will beg for their life they'll be on the floor begging for their life begging you not to kill them and then you, so you, you try not killing them and then they get up and start shooting you again it's like well what if they just ran away what if what yeah. if like the people that are just fairly innocent bystanders in this just like just took their opportunities and run away
0: it's almost like the game actively encouraging you to Put yeah, people down, but it's, it's it.
1: making you want it's making you feel like you should be doing this and then at the last minute it makes you feel incredibly guilty about what you're doing And it's like well but I, I didn't want to do that in the first place that's the one thing that that spec ops the line is is an obvious comparison to this yes but what spec ops the line does brilliantly is you don't feel guilty about any of that until the end and then at the end you feel like wow i'm a horrible person
0: it's funny actually because I, I, I think um, I, *Spec Ops: The made me feel bad about my choices mm. as I was making them. Yeah. And what I think actually *Spec Ops: The did better than *Last of Us 2* mm. is that uh, Walker. It's Walker, isn't it? Is that the name of the character? Yeah, I it? think so. Yeah. Is it? I think it's Walker. He genuinely believes that he's making the right choices. Yeah. Genuinely, genuinely believes. There's never in, like, any wait.
1: guilt. Yeah.
0: No. And, he, and and until obviously, I mean, the thing is that everything that happens after that white phosphorus yes. um, strike, which is what breaks him, mm. um, is he genuinely believed that that was the right call at the right time mm. and all the decisions he makes after that are all in that same vein trying to make the right decision at the right time for the best intentions only to find out at the end that everything you've done since then is your character trying to justify that to themselves. You know, that he, he is so racked with guilt of killing all those women and children and and families that were in that bunker, not enemy soldiers as he was led to believe when he ordered that white phosphorus strike. Um, He, he snaps yeah. And the whole mission from then on is just pulling him deeper and deeper into his own insanity, trying to justify in his mind. It, it's effectively mm. the Last of Us Two doesn't really do that. No. With with Ellie's story, you are driven to do stuff as the player, you know, such as you're the one that has to push the buttons yeah. to make her bludgeon that Nora. Um, in the hospital that which is, is yeah. awful it's only three strikes that yeah. you actually physically have to do it but the aftermath is Ellie suffering you know obviously mentally mm. broken by what she's done it's her first it's her first murder mm. you know the first killing of an individual for no other reason than to
1: mm.
0: get a bit of information yeah she made her she, she even says to Dina I made her tell me when she wouldn't tell me mm. I made her tell me yeah yeah implying prolonged torture yeah i mean it's sickening
1: yeah and and you're the the one doing it but it's it's i think it's it's almost cheap to make you do these things and then at the end go yeah you should feel guilty about that i'm like sorry what's I, i i have to do this to progress in the game Like, this, this is not something that, like, even if I was making a character choice, this is still a character choice. It's not like something that, that you, you don't get to take the high ground. High, high ground, good lord. You don't get to take the high, you don't get to high road me on this. I have the high ground. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) You don't get to high road me on this because I have to do this to progress in the game. Yeah. And I, sometimes it feels like that's what it tries to do. Like, I'm trying to, I need to stress. I think this game is excellent. Yeah. Um. But but sometimes it feels like going. Oh my God, you're such a bastard. What did you do that for? I'm like, you you told me to. I literally have no choice, but to do that to progress in this game. Um. And sometimes that, that feels is, a little yeah. bit like. Hmm. Do you not see how a horrible person you are now? I'm like, nope. You made me do this, so yeah. I'm going to high road you because you wrote this game sod.
0: yeah i mean that's that's where you as a that's where you as the player have to have to separate yourself from you know i mean the thing is like you know it's the game is not real the game is not reality you are you are not doing these things you are playing a character who does these things the fact that you are you are made to push the button is Mm. is merely your interaction on behalf of that character
1: but you're playing Um, it from your perspective though at the same time you well, are that character in, in this time. Well, in
0: you are, sense. but at the same time, when you when you push the button mm. to make Ellie hit Nora with the with mm. the thing, you're not in Ellie's head looking down at Nora. You are looking at Ellie. No, oh, you're looking you over seeing... her
1: shoulder though. Like it's, it's, no, it's... no, no, are
0: no, well, well, when you first get yeah. there, but actually, it's it's Ellie. You you don't yeah. see her hit Nora with the with the with the bar. You just see Ellie's face, and it's... that is it.
1: But it's is it's still a form of escapism. You are still controlling Ellie. You are still the one responsible for for, for for doing it. Like if you wanted to, I suppose you could turn the PS4 off, which you know I regularly like to do, um, and and um walk away and say, and Ellie just walked away understanding that she just wanted to protect Dina for the rest of her life and that she could live with live with what happened. But the game makes you do that to carry on like you, you, you could you could have your own headcanon but um you're still controlling it, it it's like if this was a tv series i I'd, I'd be watching it going well ellie's kind of horrible at this point like ellie's, ellie is now back yeah, she's and lost it.
0: irretrievable yeah
1: she, yeah so like and, and if you're watching it you're still like ah oh, still not good it just doesn't let it doesn't make you feel guilty about those decisions it would make ellie feel guilty about those decisions whereas because you're controlling it you are yeah. you're the one that feels the guilt like a kind of high team go. oh my god do you not see how bad violence is and what you've done like you made me do this this game is like one of the most violent games i've played this year
0: interesting one then isn't it that yeah. they the we we have to inhabit abby yeah well after she's done something that we as players of the previous game
1: yes yeah, so for her for we don't get to feel that we get to look at her, hate her for a bit, and then slowly as we inhabit Abby, heading up to this, this one point that we, knew, we know exactly what's going to happen. Um, but we are not doing any of the the necessarily truly horrible stuff. We're trying to save someone.
0: Yes, although yeah. the more we find out about Abby, the more we realise that she's been doing horrible things for a very long time. Yeah, torturing l- l- and killing off the cuff, Seraphites. Little
1: off-the-cuff comments. And and I, yeah. I, I will say this about the game. It's a credit to the game that I feel that invested that I feel like the game is trying to judge me. The fact that it's making me feel guilty says everything about the, the fact that the game is incredibly involving. Like, it, it sucks me in to the point where I am the one controlling Ellie. So when the game is... Is pointing fingers. It's pointing fingers at me because it's done such a good job of bringing me into the game.
0: That's uh, yeah. That's an interesting way of looking at it. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 yeah, I can't. I can't disagree with that at all. Actually. Um, okay. So, you said you had a theory about something at the beginning.
1: Um, I, I'm not a massive Joel sympathiser at all. Like, exactly. And I had this conversation with someone else earlier and they could, they didn't understand it. Joel's a piece of shit. Oh, he
0: is yeah. a total piece of shit.
1: Like, and, and I, I look at this from the outside going, well, going, okay, sure, he's got to protect Ellie, but I can also look at it from the other side of things going, how many parents are there out there that think <laughs> Joel, you've screwed my family? And I genuinely think there's something in, in my theory, which is that I don't have a kid. So I don't see it from the same angle as say you and the person that that I was talking to earlier about this does, in the sense that you know you would do anything to protect your kid. That makes sense. I don't have that kind of experience. Would I do anything to protect my dog? Hell yeah, I would. We, if my dog was the only cure, then I'd I'd rampage through it through a hospital, killing everyone. But but at the same time. I, I genuinely think there's an element that it kind of taps into what Lady Knight, the brave calls the, the gruff father figure that, that, that starts zero the, punctuation yeah.
0: calls it the hairy dad figure. <laughs> yeah.
1: So like the, 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 this, this, this person that, that, that you either get or you don't. And I think it's easier to get if you could easily put yourself in their situation. Yes. Mm.
0: Yes. Whereas um, I just
1: go I mean, Joel's not, like I, I was, was I sad when he died? Yeah, I rolled a tear. There's no denying that. But but it's kind so of. So I've yeah.
0: I've never played a Last of Us game mm. uh, before becoming a father. Yeah. So I didn't play Last of Us when it came out first on the PS3. As I've spoken on, on the P- uh, on mm. the podcast before, I bought a secondhand PS3. It was yep. a revelatory time in my life, purely because it gave me the opportunity to purchase a load of games that are all wrapped yep. up on the shelf over to over to my right, viewer left. Yeah. Oh, fucking hell. I'm still acting like we're doing the stream, <laughs> though. Um, yeah. You know, which is all like all stuff like, you know, the God of War games, uh, all of the um, Uncharted games. I've got Spec Ops the Line up yeah. there, actually, which we were just talking about a minute ago. Uh, and Last of Us, of course, was one of the key yeah. games that I played. So, but of course, I played it a couple of years after Binny was born. Yeah. Um, and yeah, absolutely. As a father, um, anything, you, let's put it, you, you do anything to yeah. my kid that hurts him or upsets him yeah um you know depending on the the grieve the grievous rating of the of the thing that you have done to my child the response will be always uh either slightly above proportionate or completely unproportionate i will Mm. you know if someone if someone hurt my child on purpose oh don't get me wrong i'd I'd
1: be i'd be there with you
0: (laughs) yeah i would be i would be i would (laughs) fucking kill him yeah. Um, so I totally get that. I get yeah. the motivation and stuff like that. I think, I think the thing is, though, that, that actually The Last of Us does such a good job of showing the mm. growing relationship yeah. <clears throat> between Joel and Ellie, the growing dependence, mm. that by the time you get to the end, I hope, it's almost like I feel that even people that don't have children mm become invested in their oh, relationship totally. yeah, rather yeah, yeah. than maybe the sort of identifying with joel's motivations because actually joel's motivations of, of an overprotective father mm. are completely mismatched yeah, by his actions yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which are not the actions of an overprotective father they are the actions of a murderous rampage psychopath, psychopath. Yeah,
1: exactly yeah
0: um you know so here's like i said that is disproportionate yeah I think I use the words unproportionate and for all my journalism friends and family members, I am incredibly sorry. It's like using the word irregardless. Mm. It doesn't mean anything. I'm sorry. Um, Whereas (laughs) the last of us two, and I've said this to you before includes that segment where, um, and you know, Noah caldwell Gervais on, uh, on YouTube says it is pure nostalgia for the people Mm. who wanted to see Joel and Ellie at their, peak bond after the events of the first game is when joel takes ellie to the museum in a flashback for her 15th birthday i think it is is it 15th or 16th birthday i can't remember um and they go through the museum and she looks at the dinosaur exhibits and they try on hats together and
1: yeah Uh, yeah so uh,
0: you know they have this wonderful time together and, and then they have that beautiful there's that beautiful scene together where, you know, they sit in the lunar module in the museum yeah. and she, um, he he gives her that tape he's found of the Apollo 11 launch. Yeah. And she listens to it and imagines going into space and it's sublime. It's beautiful. It's exactly what I wanted to see. I wanted yeah. to have that moment. And what's so heartbreaking is it's spoiled. And there's yeah. that part of me that's just like, <clears throat> I just, I just wish that Ellie as a character could have let go
1: yeah
0: same of of what had happened I mean, it and, be and, not, and not <laughs> yeah exactly but not kept questioning yeah but not kept questioning the fireflies and stuff like that so that her and joel well, the time i think between I think she, at
1: the end of the day she sees joel as a father figure as well
0: and she feels utterly betrayed yeah. by him yeah when, when she when she eventually goes back to salt lake yeah to the hospital and finds out you know finds evidence of yeah. what joel did
1: I didn't trip up. And if you fucking say a word. (laughs) Um,
0: Okay. No, fine. You were fine. You were totally, totally balanced. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Sorry. Yes. Joel, Ellie, father figure feels guilty. That's where we were. Uh, Yes. Yeah. yeah,
0: um, You know, she, she's obviously utterly distraught and betrayed by him. Yeah. Um, And that's, I, I felt, it ruined some of those flashback moments, actually. They didn't yeah. have to always end a flashback with a whole reference to a, the Firefly thing. Like, because, you know, they have the whole birthday in the museum thing. And at the end of it, they find that thing, which just says the Firefly is, you know, the mm. liars, isn't it? They draw the symbol and the liars is written underneath it. At the end of the second one, she's like, oh, well, these people weren't immune, but mm. I'm immune. But are there other people that are immune? And she asked that question again. Mm. And then at the end of the next flashback, obviously is when she's discovered you know, the, the truth and stuff. And it's like, it felt a bit like that at that point, the game was trying to hammer home this whole, like, you know, you remember that Joel betrayed Ellie. It's like, yeah. yes, we do. It's the way the first fucking game ended. It's like, it's one of the biggest twists in a game ever. It, would have, Joel always,
1: it would have almost be better if every single flashback was a happy memory, except for the last one. And then bang, it's like, it's her finding out that's not the last one, but the, the last of that sequence, mm. it's her finding out what Joel did. Whereas every other one's been like, ah, oh, geez, Joel, you're amazing. And then like the last one, bang, turns out he killed a load of people.
0: Yeah. And robbed her of any meaning. Yeah. Because by the end of the, by the end of The Last of Us, Ellie is, you know, with that moment with the giraffes and stuff like mm. that, she is more committed than ever. Yeah to doing what it takes to be this amazing gift to humanity in the shape of immunity, you know? Um, so I don't know. I'm one of those people that I get, I get way too invested in, in, in video game characters and stuff. So when, when Joel was killed, when, Mm. when he was, when that last killing blow was delivered by Abby, um, watching someone who, I had grown to identify with just a little um, through his motivations in the Mm. first game, just wanting, just wanting to protect, you know, his adopted daughter. He just, that's all he wanted to do. It's all he wanted to do. But like I say, you know, his actions are totally out of whack with his desires. Yeah. Um, It was very sad. Uh, And I, I, and that was a big jarring moment for me. I think they dealt with the aftermath of it very well. Mm. Um, I think they, they, you know, that, that there was a cemetery that there was a moment where Ellie finds his jacket in the in the wardrobe and you know it's the jacket he wears for most of the first game and she takes a big deep breath of yeah. the smell of the leather jacket and stuff and it's like these are all things that I identify with that I have a I have a dressing gown mm. from my grandfather who died you know back in 2004 fucking thing has never been washed yeah. since since I since I took it from from his house because it still smells of him. Um, and yeah. ev- every now and then at really at really weak moments in, in life. Sometimes it's nice to have that comforting smell of someone who, you know, I mean, woe betide the day I lose my sense of smell. Mm. Um, you know, because that'll be that'll be very sad. I'll never be able to I can I can almost it's it's funny, it's that identifiable mark that someone leaves. Like yeah how people smell you know it's not like he stank a piss or anything but you know it's like he had a recognizable smell it's like his aftershave his people have their own smell i mean god knows mine might be shit (laughs) like people are just like oh tom's here you know like fucking hell you know but but it's those little things that make joel feel like a real loss to real people and actually you begin to there's that moment i think Mm. over the first few days with ellie where yes she does some questionable stuff but you also identify with her like she's lost someone who she she relies on and actually there is probably part of her that is incredibly grateful that she is still alive and yet she'll she'll never be able to express any thanks Mm. or even even give joel that you know, what Joel kind of longs for now, which is just that little bit of appreciation that she understands at least the motivation behind why he did what he did. Yeah. She can't even say that. Because she even, you know, she even says to him, I want to forgive you. But yeah. but she never she'll never be able to do that now. Her father is dead. The last person that she felt that she could ever really truly rely on that would always be a presence in her life, whether she spoke to him or not, has gone. And you do identify with that through Ellie Mm. and people who say that she turns into a monster have to look at her motivations for doing. So if you lost someone under those sort of circumstances, I think a little piece of us would react. I think a little piece of everyone would react in the same way.
1: Especially considering, you know that there's going to be no other form of justice. It's not like the the police are ever going to go out and and try and find this lady who's done this. It's, 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 it's
0: vigilante justice exactly
1: yeah and and one of the best things it does is 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 at the end of it <laughs> everyone's done this everyone's gone out for for revenge and it hasn't worked out well for anyone in this game uh, ellie loses a finger loses loses uh, the love of her life as well yeah. um uh, and her family, basically. Um, Abby loses all her friends. Um, and just when it's getting better for her, the rugs pulled out from under her as well. And she looks like she goes through hell. And you know, when she's, uh, I can't remember what the group's called that capture rattlers. Yeah. The rattlers. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's heavily implied that both her and Lev were assaulted yeah. uh, in, you know, and abused and, and yeah. tortured and deprived uh you know awful uh, so are slaves aren't they they're a slave again
1: yeah and you see her at the end and she's just like a husk of her former self as well and it's just she had
0: all her hair hacked yeah. off and she's she looks gaunt like she's still got some muscle bulk but she's very she's a shadow of her former self
1: mm. and she's she's moved on at that point she's just trying to protect one person um and will do anything to protect her to the point where she, she'll start fighting just because she's been told that if she doesn't, then Ellie's going to kill her. So
0: That's the, I mean, that's it, isn't it? That's the, mm. that's the only way Ellie can motivate Abby to fight her. Yeah. Because by that point, Ellie, uh, Abby has completely and utterly forgiven and forgotten yeah. everything. You know, she, she now understands more clearly than ever the reasons why Ellie pursued her so single-mindedly over that sort of over those that that three days in in Seattle, um, I think um, I think the thing is though, like Ellie's journey through Santa Barbara, mm. freeing the slaves, taking down the Rattler gang, you know. After all that good, um, yeah. Noah Corwell Gervais actually points out quite quite eloquently. Yeah. It would have been so much better had the game ended with just Abby and Lev disappearing in their boat, and Ellie getting into her boat and not prompting, provoking the fight.
1: Hundred percent agree. Like just yeah. like even if it's just like a nod of, we're going to go our separate ways now. But uh...
0: like almost as if I mean to be honest, if they if they'd even just had a tussle, just mm. that you know not like a not I mean Ellie threatening Lev's life purely to provoke a fight feels feels after everything that happens Mm. at the Rattler gang headquarters like you just I just feel like maybe Ellie could let go of this but actually you know we know for you know uh, we know why they did it like that because Mm. Ellie is supposed to be suffering you know believing that the only way that she can end her suffering from PTSD is to kill Abby yeah that will give that will finally give her closure but the, the simple fact of the matter is that that last enduring image of Ellie in, on the beach in Santa Barbara is of her lost in the fog yep
1: yeah. a couple of things a couple of things we have to talk about <coughs> um all of Ellie's friends are incredibly well designed so um is it Jesse Jesse yeah fantastic character and Dina for another fantastic character as well and the fact yeah. that they they, they they just went with uh, well Ellie's a lesbian cool and it doesn't they don't really mention it it's just a thing there's a bit where an old fella has a problem with it and joel tries to knock him out but but other than that it's just like that's just fine and it's the same with lev as well lev is a trans character that just is it's never really mentioned the only person that's got a problem with it is like the older mother figure but well the mother really Um, other than that everyone's like this is someone just trying to live their life so let's just let them live their life
0: it does suffer Mm. from the usual naughty dog problem that Mm. if you're not one of the main characters or at least a a juta Mm. a juta antagonist or a juta juta what do they call them it's like the sort of secondary Mm. antagonist second secondary uh, juta protagonists you know secondary kind of playable or at least very close like companion characters um you're not very well fleshed out you know like and actually that's very true that's that's true through all of the nathan drake games yeah and and through last of us as well like joel and Ernie are are the the characters that are so well fleshed out everyone else is kind of set dressing and that 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 is kind of the same thing that happens with this with yeah. the second game is so, that abby and ellie are incredibly well fleshed out characters and their immediate companions are quite well fleshed yeah. out and then everyone else is wlf soldier one wlf yeah. soldier two or jackson uh, isn't it like jackson yeah. is jacksonville or jackson they call yeah it?
1: even even the, the the other characters in this we don't really know a great deal about they no. all react the same when ellie kills them like all all the ones that go to jackson to kill to kill joel they all have the same reaction when they see ellie which is that yeah we'd do it again and they're they're all very similar in terms of characters from that well
0: owen doesn't want to kill her yeah owen doesn't want to kill her mel doesn't want to kill her yeah um and even I, i mean the other ones want to kill her purely because they don't want anyone else from jackson coming after them in the same way that they came after joel um and actually there are some members of abby's gang who are actually less sympathetic because of the fact they don't get much fleshing out when manny dies yeah i was actually relatively pleased yeah me too how quick (laughs) quick, because i didn't like him at all i mean you know they try to make him out to be you know a bit of a cheeky womanizer and stuff like that but you know that's i mean that's not okay anyway but I was pleased when Tommy mm. took him down. Yeah. Um in the same way that it was sat it was satisfying on a on a story level when Ellie took out Jordan the guy yeah. that captures her and ties her up and then Dina shoots him yeah. through the roof. Um it was it was I almost felt sorry for Ellie that she didn't catch up with Leah at the hospital because mm. by that point Tommy's already got there first. Yeah. And he's also killed her friend Nick, I think his name was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To find out where, you know, the, the point of the map. And if it doesn't match, I'm going to torture one of you to death, sort of thing.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and, you know, there, I, I didn't. I mean, even when Owen mm. got killed, there was a part of me that felt like he deserved it as well, because he despite the fact that he is made out to be this guy trying to look for the light again, he still, he still went off and and took, you know, and basically deserted his post as a WLF soldier to, to take, mm. to go with Abby and the rest of the Salt Lake crew to kill this guy. Um, he, the only redeeming feature about him obviously is, that, you know, cause he's not a very good boyfriend mm. at yeah. all to Mel. He's not, He's not a very good guy. He's got Mel pregnant and is having an affair with Abby, Um, you know, and ultimately he gets himself and Mel killed.
1: He always struck me as like the youthful exuberance one, the one that's still stuck at being a teenager, like the one that still believes in like, well, we're going to go do this because that's going to be great. Like, Like youthful optimism that there's a way out of it because if there's not, his deep-seated um, mental health issues are going to come and they're going to be horrible.
0: Yeah, so that's that's probably mm. a, yeah, it's probably mm. quite a good point
1: because like for me it's like he he's hung is he's he's got to get away. Um and he's almost he almost feels like he's trying to escape from the fact that Mel's pregnant as well mm. with his, his child until eventually he kind of faces up to that problem which is a problem in his eyes by the way but yeah. Um but yeah it, it it's they're just not great i'll always say this like sully from uncharted what do we really know about him yeah exactly like sully sully is in every single one of those games and he's probably in nearly every scene with nathan drake as well yeah what what do we actually know about sully <laughs> like Barely anything. He's an older version of Nathan Drake, a bit of a womanizer, probably a bit moral, a bit more morally grey than Nathan Drake, but but or generally just a good guy. Like if he was still alive, he'd be played by David Niven. Like it, it's yeah. it's it's, and, and that's pretty much who he is. But we don't really know anything about him other than that. So yeah, I kind of agree that it's it, it they they do sometimes have a problem of. This is Dina. What was Dina like? Well, she's Jewish, which is cool, and we find out quite a bit. To be fair, they do quite a bit of characterization for Dina. Like, well, that's yeah. what I say. I was
0: saying. If, I'm, I'm yeah. saying, unless you're unless yeah. you're close or an immediate companion yeah. to the main antagonist or protagonist in a Naughty Dog game, yeah, if you're just part of the world rather than mm. part of the core, then you don't get fleshed out. And Naughty Dog are very good at characterizing the people who are in the very immediate spotlight, yeah. but like take take the first game. Yeah. You know, Bill Bill is fleshed out a little bit, yeah, but not fleshed out massively. Um, um,
1: in the second one, is it, is it? What's his name? Is it Lloyd, the leader of the Wolves? W W L Isaac. Isaac. Okay. Like we're meant to think that he's a bad guy and he does some bad things, but we don't really ever get to know him. No we don't really get to know like these kind of like even even if it's like off the cuff comments like going can't believe uh isaac sent all those people in to be slaughtered by the 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 scars just because he believes in this one thing like n- not quite so expositiony but but something like that wouldn't go amiss
0: yeah yeah because cuz they <laughs> he just he just comes across as a simple militia leader
1: yeah like well i don't Questionable like him methods,
0: yeah. I don't like him
1: yeah yeah but at the same time like it's he's he, you need to flesh him out to be like you need to want him gone but it's it just doesn't work that way
0: no you say so you said there's two things one was characters that could are uh, very well fleshed out
1: i can't remember now <laughs> no clue I, I i say i really enjoyed the game. well enjoyed the games probably i appreciated the game mm. um it, it didn't quite have the same kick as the first one, simply because it's it's the second one, and it's doing a lot of the same things the first one did and, and, and some of the extra stuff. Uh, oh, we've got to talk about the mechanics. There we go. That was what I was going to say. Uh, like the guitar, for example. Yeah, I love that. Which is just a, a great, a really nice little touch. Um, Still would have been a great game. If it wasn't there, no one would have said, you know what, I really missed the guitar. Mm. So, like the fact that it's there is literally there because they thought they could do it, and they did such a great job. It adds so much to the story as well.
0: I like that that is that is constantly referenced as mm. as Ellie's connection to Joel.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a show, sign taught, of her growing up as well.
0: Exactly, he yeah. taught her to play. You know, mm. and and you know, losing a finger, losing two fingers at the end of the game, effectively ruins that connection yeah. with Joel because she'll never be able to play guitar. At quite the same way yeah i mean with two fingers you'll still be able to do some stuff i mean as, as both as both being guitar players you and i both know that with two fingers you can mm. do a bit
1: not really on the know. fretting hand like it's, it's it's you can do a couple of bits but it's 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 not really
0: unless you're yeah you'll be able to do some stuff but very very little no how, how do you
1: get around it how do you get around it is then start relearning and learn how to play left-handed but there.
0: Well, I was going to say that's the other way, isn't it? Yeah. Is to start, yeah, but that you're might not. You know. like that,
1: yeah. It'd be yeah, difficult, but
0: yeah, <laughs> it doesn't yeah. feel right. Exactly. Yeah, um, yeah, that would be strange. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I did. I like that. I like, I like the mechanics. I, I like that you do feel like you're scavenging. Mm. I do, I do like that. Uh, now you can sometimes find supplies in vending machines if you smash them open. Quite like yeah. that. And that was a mechanic that really didn't even need much explaining to me yeah. beyond the fact oh, no,
1: that yeah, yeah. Same, yeah.
0: the first time you encounter it, there's a smash vending machine that you can take stuff out of and then you see stuff inside vending machines that aren't smashed and you're like, oh, well, if I just hit that with a stick, then, oh, there we go, look, now I've got some medical supplies. I,
1: I really like the story within the stories as well. The stories within the story. Uh, like, the
0: artifacts, as they call them.
1: Yeah, so like the little yeah. things, like you find a note about a bank job that went wrong yeah and then so you go to the bank and then you you find all the things and that's that's where you pick up a weapon that you yeah had before and it's, it's i agree with yeah. you like that's I love a, that that's great i love stuff like that in general anytime fallout does the oh i can't believe so-and-so's in the vault with this and you go down to the vault and there's a skeleton holding like a gun or something it's like i love stuff like that
0: i uh, yeah. i for me with um with fallout it's yeah. stuff that you encounter like um like hollow tapes mm. of things that were going on you know, as the bombs were dropping, like the the mayor who built the shelter underneath his uh, city hall at mm. taxpayer expense, and then they find out about it. And the holotapes you find are basically sort of the, as it progresses, the story of, you know, first it was just a few people protesting, then it was loads of people mm. protesting, and then then they broke in. And just as they're about to break in, he decides to commit suicide. And a few rooms later, you find his corpse his skeleton in the bath with a toaster in it, you know, and it's like that kind of level of world building. Yeah. I, I, I respect um, the last of us game's ability to have those kind of little meta stories going on Mm. inside them. Like the guy that got so um, pissed off with the way his daughter was betrayed to the wolves that he locked three or four people in the motorcycle garage with spores intentionally got them infected yeah. and accidentally got bitten by one of them. Yeah. And ended up, you know, turning. And he's the guy who um, whose stalker you fight and take the bow from. Yeah. You know, I I love that. That was great because you because you find that garage. Yeah. And you find, you open it up, and there's like four of them in there that come running out, rah, you know, at you. And, and even Ellie just like kind of goes, what the fuck was that about? And then you find some letters kind of yeah. revealing what's happened there. And eventually you find that house with that stalker that is obviously this guy with the, with the bow, whose bow you take. say. That's fucking brilliant. It's yeah, really, no, really, great. really nice touch that.
1: Yep, yeah. I like that a lot. Um, so just quickly then, Outside of Last of Us. A couple of bits more yeah. I to cover. You said there's a
0: couple of bits of news.
1: <clears throat> yeah. So um, I'm just going to find the story quickly. Uh, Long time 343 executive has left 343 and Halo Infinite. The more we hear about Halo Infinite, the more I think that game was an utter shit show. <sighs> they, they brought They injected new people into it, and I think they've just gone, what the fuck have you done with this?
0: yeah it does it does mm. i mean the, the the phrase rats and sinking ships yeah. uh begins to uh, feel a bit prevalent so yeah it does it, i mean that, that does make me feel like they've fired the person in charge yeah because it, it just wasn't
1: happening <laughs> um, so a couple of things could happen. Uh, I'm guessing this has been a ground-up um, attempt to rebuild this game. And we're not going to see this till next year. Um, and I'm thinking late next year as well. Um, there's part of me that's like, so, you have Halo, you've just bought Bethesda. Why not get Machine Games to make the Wolfenstein games to do it? Why not get them to make a Halo game?
0: Yeah, they, they know how to do bombastic action.
1: They would. I think they'd kill it. I think they'd be amazing. Um, because I think three, four, three have been incredibly disappointing with the Halo games. Halo Four was good. Halo Five was dreadful. The Master Chief Collection took three years before it became anything, any, any, anything, anywhere near worth buying.
0: And the thing that amuses me is that right from the outset, it was like, oh, wow, they did a really good job at remastering Halo Combat Evolved. Mm. Let's, let's give them Halo.
1: Yeah.
0: And everyone kind of goes,
1: what? Yeah. Like,
0: just because they're good at remastering games that other people made really well. Yeah. Halo 4, to be fair, wasn't bad.
1: I like Halo 4.
0: It um, gets very monotonous towards the end. I hated the fucking guardians by the end of that game. I was just like, "Oh, fuck it out, not more of these cunts."
1: I, I agree with that. They really tried to tell them as well, and they're just not—they're just not—not not very good, like bad guys. Um, I—I'm—I'm I'm very can. I mean, at what point do you have to give up on a studio but Microsoft have been very good at? Just saying, right? That's enough. Lion, lion's head. Get rid of them. Like it's not working. We'll come back at some point and get another studio to do Fable.
0: It's the problem, though, isn't it, with mm. the legacy that Halo has for Microsoft? Yeah. What do you do? But I think leg- you just have to keep... Bungie,
1: though, isn't it? So.
0: But it, but again, it, it does. You know, it's whatever. It. I mean, I, there's the very clear drop and change in quality of the Halo games. Yeah. From Bungie, doing them to you know, I mean the bungee lived and breathed them yeah
1: yeah
0: yeah 343 three, i feel are effectively they take their role as caretakers hmm. very seriously but they don't they don't do a very good job yeah it's like a, it's like a very committed janitor who doesn't really clean the urinals properly you yeah. know he's very he's always there every day he doesn't really do a great job. He's yeah. like the he's like the old janitor who's been there for twenty years who's he, never really cleaned everything properly. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. That that's I kind of agree with you there. It's just um, I don't think it's worked. So like you've got the coalition who took over from um, God, whatever Cliff Blatinsky's company was that made Gears of War. That's worked. Gears of War four and five yeah. are really good games. Three, four, three. That hasn't worked, in my opinion, um, and I think at some point you've just got to move on, and you've got to say to yourself, well, how many studios have we got that can make first-person shooters? Now we've got ID, we've got Machine Games. Get one of them to do it.
0: You've got a lot of a lot of companies there who know how to do single-player action well.
1: What about Arcane Studios, like the company that made uh, Dishonored?
0: Oh, and well, I mean, yeah. you just look at look at Prey as well yeah arcane studios and dishonored 2 i mean open world Mm. you know games that are incredibly well realized incredibly well fleshed out you let people like these get their get their hands on story bibles and just let them go
1: yeah yeah Uh, the other thing is that any games that have previously been backward compatible on the xbox one are 100 gonna be backward compatible on the Xbox Series X as well, apparently.
0: Which is exactly what you'd expect. Yep. Why the hell would they they fuck around with the uh Game Pass mm. genius mm. by not doing that on the next console? Apparently, it would be suicide.
1: Apparently they're gonna work better as well on this.
0: Oh, that'd be nice.
1: Yeah. So I'm I'm super, super chuffed. They've got this um auto HDR thing. So like no matter how old the game is, it adds kind of like this this it brightens the game up, so
0: basically just a bit of upscaling.
1: Yeah, but it, it yeah does it with the colors and like the shading and stuff as well. So oh, I like that. Yeah,
0: oh, I do love. I love Game Pass.
1: Yeah, Game Pass is excellent. Game Pass is <laughs> jewel in the crown. Yeah, for me, it's it's not. I I don't think there's much of a battle at the moment for me. Like other people would obviously disagree because PS Five is going to do very well, but but I think if you can get if I can pick up a console and Game Pass, then I've got over a hundred games for that console already. I'm laughing. That's all you need. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Big fans. So yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely. Always, always will be. Mm. Um and to be fair, like we were just talking about, I am looking forward to seeing what becomes of Halo Infinite. Yeah. Maybe the weight will be infinite and that will be the joke. <laughs> like, you
1: know what I mean? like oh bit bit more news Cyberpunk's been put back by now 21 days to December of
0: course mm-hmm. I mean it's just going to go back and back and back because you and know Cyberpunk mean,
1: 2080
0: uh, hey. it's, I mean to be fair it's like it's one of the only it's the only reasons that I would ever let I would ever be okay with games being put back mm. is if it's down to quality yeah um, you know Witcher 3 was delayed heavily and yeah. is an outstanding
1: yeah game. worth the wait. yeah
0: yeah you know whereas Duke Nukem Forever mm. was not okay it was not in the same boat Duke Nukem Forever was like five engine uh because you know scrap and rebuild scrap and rebuild mm. and eventually they need they just basically got gearbox in to finish it off and get it out of the fucking door and it took 12 years yeah, to, yeah. To, to make that I mean 12 years it, it's, it wasn't 12 years making that game it was it was three years to make a game scrap it New engine, three yes. years, scrap it. New engine, scrap it. Um, you know, and then it, I mean, it's it's funny. It's what Zero Punctuation said, wasn't it? It's like if if I didn't know any better, I'd think this game had been rushed
1: like <laughs> out
0: the door, you know. Um, and I guess you know, for Halo Infinite, maybe that maybe that is the um, is the course.
1: Yeah.
0: For Halo Infinite, maybe Halo Infinite, like you say, it was a big rush, big misguided mess.
1: Maybe they spent all their money in the right new direction. engine. On the new... Oh, is it Slipspace Engine that they've got? Oh, Maybe. Yeah. Maybe that's the problem. Who knows?
0: I think that's about it. So there we go. We've spoken at great length about The Last of Us, and we've also spoken about a little bit of news, which has been very, very lovely. If you have any news, views, opinions on The Last of Us Part Two, or anything you just want to get off your chest about this wonderful series of games, that the first one you enjoy... The add-on to that, I think you uh, you you indulge yourself in, and the third uh, instalment, obviously Last of Us Part Two, I think you uh, endure. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's great, um, but yeah,
0: absolutely. Um, it is great, but it is it is an endurance trial. The uh, yeah, um, but yeah, let us know and hit us up on our social feeds. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, use the handle at uh, T M T O O H. Um, and also, if you want to uh, check out some of our uh, pods from the Sister Pod Theatrical Cut, they're on uh, our platforms on Spotify yep. uh, and mm. Apple as well. Um, and that's about it. If uh, I can, I'd like to say goodbye to Dan. Goodbye. Bye,
1: Dan. This has been fun. I'll say good-
0: goodbye from me, Tom. Goodbye. Bye, Tom. And on that note, we will cue the music.